0: Okay, okay. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny. Yeah. Technical challenges. So much fun.
1: I know. This is the thing. Okay, so you're obviously super good at this.
0: <laughs> and
1: other people do this a lot. And it's one thing that I don't think my BNI group understands. I don't think they understand that even though we've been doing it for six weeks... It's kind of normal to still have technical challenges sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They seem to think that because we've been doing it six weeks, there should never be any more technical challenges.
0: <laughs> well, that's just sets you up for failure.
1: Ah, okay. That's
0: true. <laughs> and it's not realistic. And it doesn't matter how long, you know... I think that any, any topic really, or anything that you're doing, if there isn't a reevaluation in, in trying things different or improving on them, then you get super frustrated when it does happen because it always happens. There's always <laughs> going to be something, you know, so having yeah. those moments of not allowing frustration to guide the bus of like, well, let's just figure it out. Um,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Well, Mm. I'm uh, sorry that I'm late. Oh, no worries. Along with that, I do only have till 10 today. So um, we should definitely
0: keep cracking. Alrighty. So what and how has things been going or do you have a topic in mind?
1: Uh, I do have a topic in mind. Only because, you know, I have something I'm trying to work through. Perfect. But, also, I feel like I want to leave, leave it open to you if you have a topic in mind.
0: No, let's just dive in.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. I, I'm afraid that I might have a habit of how I do my work. And so, even though I know that I want to do things differently and um, shift, I basically felt like I failed all week because I kept staying in my old habit. And here's my habit my habit is doing the emergent, emergency things, the things that pop up in front of me continually, and never just doing the important things or, you know, starting with my to do list instead of starting the important things. And I have two things to say about that. One, I do feel like. As a mom who built a business, it was kind of important to work that way for a long time because if my kids needed something, they needed something. Or I would do in my business the little things that I could in the moment and over the course of years, all those little things created something great. However, now I'm in a different place and I really would like to wake up in the morning and do like the four big important things first and then all the little things later. But I, I just, for, for some reason, can't seem to do it.
0: Okay. So, how do you structure your day? Or is okay. there structure?
1: <laughs> <laughs> how do I structure my day? Well, th- okay, so this was my first... This was, like, my, my relaunch of myself week. Okay. And I did have... I don't. I guess I don't structure. I mean, I because I, I get up and I just kind of start without a routine or a structure. I just kind of get up and like uh, spill into it. You know, like if you mm. pour water, mm-hmm. it just kind of like puddles further and further across the counter. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's the picture I'm getting of how I how I start.
0: Okay, so. You're choosing to step out of emergency management and into, uh, and not necessarily have crisis management, but effectively manage your day and your progress. Did I hear that correctly?
1: Yes, that is what I would like to choose to do.
0: So when there's an emergency, um, there is a triage process and it's life over limb is first. So if anything falls into that category, that's what we address. Okay. And nothing is, everything is in those categories. So if it's life or limb, and is it going to be the most effective that we can get to the most amount of people that we can in that moment? Is there anything in that topic or in that category or segment that needs to be filled and addressed in the moment? If there's nothing that's life threatening, then we move to the next phase. And then we look at, you know, those critical things that are that are absolutely like maybe time sensitive um, that need to be addressed rather quickly and like today kind of thing. Okay. And then after that is done, then you look at, OK, then let's take the big because throughout that whole process, you're still monitoring absolutely everything just to make sure that if anything is changing or um, the, the critical moments are becoming more priority one. Mm-hmm. Meaning, the, the thing that needs to be taken care of in this instant. Um, and, and so, if we prioritize in those different categories, um, because if there's nothing that's Im- immediate that has to, that is going to die in the moment that I don't do something right now, then we go move to that next, uh, the next thing that is time sensitive. That if I don't get to this in the next two hours, then I'm, we're going to lose it. And then, oh. you know, and then, and then, going out from that but at the same time everything can shift and change if but then also looking at I'm going to get to that and yeah I'm gonna actually so in in a um, emergency incident mm-hmm. somewhere we're always kind of having our our big picture look but that's not our primary focus at some point we shut that down and we're no longer in emergency status we are now in maintenance okay? And then we can start looking at like, you know, we're going to have to get to this thing because that's going to be time sensitive in, you know, a week or so. So we need to get that moving um, in, in looking at that. But so moving out of crisis management or emergency status, you know, is your life always emergency status? And if it is, it is not sustainable. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if my life is always emergency <laughs> status, then we have a whole other problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I think that that's how we start our day. Um, a lot of folks do. If it's not structured, because then it's, it's just that crisis to the next, to the next, to the next. And then we get to the end of the day and go, what did I actually accomplish? Um,
1: yeah.
0: Because nothing. In, in part of the, the challenge with that is that mostly everything is a, we can address things, but there's never completion.
1: True.
0: Yes, that's true. And so, like in our looking from a, a hospital situation, it, when you're doing emergency crisis management, there's a point that we need to send folks home. We need to discharge, you know, some of these patients because they're they're well in the way. They're breathing on their own. They're um, they're maintaining. They're getting their nutrients. They're getting the right medications. And now we need to. Yeah, we still need to continue supporting and caring for these things Um, in checking in on them and doing our regular uh, check-ins but it's not they don't I don't need to be there or be in it or have a live feed of it because they're maintaining and it's Uh moving along
1: okay Oh, that's good I wonder if I should make myself some sort of a visual reminder
0: Mm -hmm. about the steps well in And I'm I'm just using this example because it's what I've known for so long, you know, in emergency management is, you know, what priority is it? So is it a priority? If it's priority one, then we know that everything else gets put on hold for a moment. But eventually I'm dropping that patient off (laughs) so that the rest of the folks are taking care of them from, you know, after me because I need to get back to providing care for whoever else might have a priority one. If there's a priority three, which means they need to be seen, but it's not an emergency. I don't turn the lights and sirens on in the ambulance. Um, we're going normal speed and we're getting them to the hospital. <laughs> a priority four, you should not be calling an ambulance, get your butt in the car or have somebody drive you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, well,
1: I'm gonna, I love that. I'm probably going to apply that to my business
0: yeah exactly that's what I was just thinking so like who's in priority you know um, priority four of this is your business what are you doing to drive yourself to where you want to go you know where are you at on your journey I wow. can help provide some assistance and support but I'm not driving you to the hospital
1: <laughs> oh my gosh this is so good Dave this is so good <laughs> and, you know and the thing is just to just so that we don't, so that I don't sound
0: unkind.
1: Probably nobody is a priority four and asking me to turn on the license lights and sirens. I just take that on myself half the time. So I need, I would need to, I just need to learn to be like a more responsible ambulance driver.
0: Like, right. Yeah. But in, in the, here's the thing though that you're going to get some priority fours and even priority fives, even. They're going to expect you to turn on the license siren because they called and they, it's that important <laughs> to them, even though it's not your emergency. And then you're also not going to put the rest of the community in jeopardy because the moment you turn on those lights and sirens, <laughs> that puts everybody at danger, at a heightened risk of danger.
1: Uh, interesting.
0: Because then everybody else freaks out when they see those lights and sirens coming up behind them in the car. Yeah. And they're just like, I got to get out of the way. I got to get out of the way. And I can't even count how many times I watch people crash right in front of me just because they freak out and see the lights and go, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my
1: goodness.
0: and, And so looking at that from a in our business perspective mm-hmm. just because it's someone's emergency doesn't n- mean that it's your emergency or that it constitute an actual emergency doesn't mean that they're not important or that it isn't important to them but you are the one that decides because you're in the position of having a bigger picture um, view
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's good good stuff that actually I love this because as I learn it it gives me more grace and understanding for people that see an even bigger picture view than I do mm-hmm. and what may be emergent to me mm-hmm. which I have you know mm-hmm. griped a lot about things that I thought were important <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know sure. are maybe not emergency to you know somebody running a much larger part of the company mm-hmm. So, and that's good because they should stay available and focused and have available to the bigger emergencies that I don't even know about.
0: Right, yeah.
1: So if I was gonna structure my day, Mm -hmm. I should probably have like a starting point. So I don't just kind of look around for the first thing to do. I should just know the first thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then the other things decide what
0: priority they are. Mhm. So maybe the best way that I can describe it is I can tell you what a shift looks like in the emergency room. Okay. When you come on shift. Okay. So because you know that there's the whole world's happening before you get there and so now you are your the team that's there before you mm-hmm. gives you um the briefing of what patients we have and what's happening. Okay. And what status they are. Okay. And at that part, at that moment, you're doing nothing except getting the report of what's happening. Okay. And so then you look at how it's already been pre-categorized, um, what priority levels they are. Do we have an ambulance coming in? Is there anything inbound that we're going to, in the next few minutes or so, going to be dealing with? And, and do we have the right you know, facility for it? Then... After that, what patients uh, are already in the emergency department Mm -hmm. Um, and what's the status on each one of them? What are we waiting for for each patient? Because we know that it's only a holding pattern. They're going somewhere. So whether it's they're going to surgery, they're going to, um, you know, all the different departments that specialize in whatever it is that they're needing. Okay. That makes sense and then we look at um who's leaving so who is being discharged um they've got they're waiting on you know medication to come in or are they waiting for their discharge papers they're waiting for a ride you know whatever those things are we're going to find out what it is to send them on their way um, because it most things are already in progress and so we want to check in to see now i'm going to hype I'm going to hop in and now I'm going to be in that driving seat of this emergency department. Now, now I'm driving that bus. So I'm going to make sure that these folks are getting out the door because we need to free those beds up. And we also we got the ambulance coming in and that has an inbound uh, ETA of 10 minutes. That's going to be a priority one. So now we've assembled, you know, respiratory. We've got the surgeons on, you know, on call. Everybody's ready to go. CAT scans ready all of that kind of thing. So looking at finding out your resources, making sure your resources are good to go for any crisis that you're going to need to address, you know, first. And then after that, then we're looking like, you know, somewhere I'm gonna have to make sure these folks are getting fed. So do we have, you know, do we need to get anybody, you know, some food kind of thing and Um, What other things can we help provide support? Do we need to get a social worker so when they get discharged at home that they've got the support and the care that they're going to need once they get there to help them continue on their wellness path?
1: Wow. So you really are getting a briefing of all the things because Mm -hmm. you're getting in the driver's seat now to Mm -hmm. keep. The top priorities on top but still make sure the other things get done mm-hmm. you know this is super encouraging to me because i think that part of the reason i wasn't embracing this shift was because i have been afraid that i literally just had to let the other things go altogether,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that didn't feel good and i i didn't want to do that
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and and it's really not that we're letting those things go Um, it's really about making sure that the appropriate resources are connected to those things so they can still continue to thrive
1: Ah, okay okay that's good cuz I can do that Mm -hmm.
0: that. and and, you know then moving that if you were to look at a family practice you know uh, family medicine kind of thing it's kind of the same thing. It's just uh, there shouldn't be any emergencies. If somebody walks through the door and they're having an emergency, I'm calling an ambulance. Yeah. Even though there's a doctor there, they're going to start treating, but they're, they're not caring about you know um, their nutrition and everything else at that moment. Um, but so then in a regular appointment, if you will, in a family practice, now we're like, all right, so how have things been going? What's working, what's not working? What are your concerns? And do you have what you need to get to your goals?
1: Yeah- Yeah, oh, that's good. That's
0: good stuff. And, uh, and then a family practitioner, they're looking at, especially those resources are critically important of connecting them. So do we need to have a referral to a specialist? Yeah. that we, we need to you know plug in here so that we get you more focused um, information and resource that you need so that you can hit the goal of, that we're trying to strive for.
1: Oh, this makes me think of something mm-hmm. that if I have a goal that I'm going for and I have priorities, it's, I could just say, I am not providing this resource at this time. I'm not specializing at this, in this time and here, connect with this resource or connect with this person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, even if I know how to do it, yeah, it's okay to not be the one to do it absolutely prioritizing other things
0: right other direction and i actually in in the business realm i don't know that i would even tell folks that that's not my focus right now um in because it it invites a different conversation i think it invites the well then how do i how is it that i'm not a priority of yours anymore Uh, that's kind of where that comes in but it's not true you're still trying to support them so if the conversation is that, you know, at this moment, I know that there's a colleague of mine or there's someone that I want to connect you with that I think is going to be able to be even more beneficial for you in reaching your goals at this moment.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really good. So one of the things I could probably do is look through my organization and find the people that, probably, truly would be more invested in helping Mm -hmm. that person reach those goals. Right. Because even though I care and it does, you know, benefit me in the long run, there's probably other people closer that care a lot more if they realize that they had this opportunity to help this person.
0: Sure. And I don't know that it's actually even has to go into the category of how much they care. It's about who and what's available. You know, do they have more time freedom that they can work on? you know helping somebody with goal setting or helping them with the skill set of education or whatever it happens to be that they're needing so it's not so much that somebody else cares more in the moment i still care however my focus is making sure this emergency department is um, is running smoothly and we have the resources we need so i'm connecting you with you know this department or that department kind of thing
1: you know, I feel like this is something that I have experienced and thought in a lot of scenarios now that we're talking about it, is why can't the person I'm talking to just be the one to help me? And I, now I realize it's because that's not... Their job is to run a lot of different parts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not to help every individual person. Somebody has to be the one running all the parts. And right. <laughs> thank goodness they are. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, somebody would die not getting into surgery
0: exactly yeah yeah and even in that family practice setting um you know the doc knows how to do and most of the staff probably know how to do cpr if needed um But they're not going to be the most efficient because it's not something that they're doing uh, on a regular basis it's probably going to freak them out because they haven't done cpr since their last class you know kind of thing so (laughs) get an ambulance here because these folks that's what they do day in day out kind of thing this is this is their specialty and this is what they do and they know they've got the drugs they've got the the right tools to make this happen and to hand them off to the next phase um in the continuation of that care yeah. So it has yeah. nothing to do about how much anybody cares about any of it. It's about what's most appropriate and it's going to be the most effective at getting each person to their goals that they're they're reaching for.
1: Yeah. That's really good. Whew, I can I can go forward with that. So <laughs> so <laughs> if you were to if I was going to just right now reorganize my day. Mhm. Is it okay if I tell you what I have for the rest of my day? Yeah, perfect. Okay. So I do have three people that are on the top of my list that I want to reach out to. They're also the ones that I'm a little nervous to reach out to, so it's easy for me to procrastinate. So I have those. The other things are, when we get off the phone, I'm taking my daughter to the chiropractor. I will have about an hour in between, and then I'm meeting somebody for a meeting. And then after that meeting, I have the afternoon pretty free. I probably have about four hours in the afternoon. And it's very likely, <laughs> it's very likely that that four hours in the afternoon, I could easily just do busy work and not mm-hmm. important work.
0: So what I just heard is those, well, first, what is the outside, the, the negative aspect of contacting those three important people? So what have, what's the worst case scenario if you don't do that?
1: Uh, the worst case scenario is I'll continue to kick myself for not just braving up and contacting them. And the I won't move my business forward the way I want to. Okay. Like I have a goal to move my business forward and it's going to take a couple more people mm-hmm. getting on board as business partners. So my big priority at this season in my life is to focus on inviting a few more people to partner with me.
0: So that gets classified in life support. Okay. So that's priority number one. Actually, it's probably about two, priority two, Mm -hmm. because if you want sustainability, because right now is your business on the verge of collapsing completely?
1: No. Great. My business is sustainable.
0: Okay. So then we're moving into priority two because we know that it's only going to, it's not going to grow. It's going to Mm -hmm. Um, potentially even wane uh, mm-hmm. if we don't partner with these folks so we're at priority yeah. two so okay. that definitely needs to be in especially if you're nervous about it then that's exactly mm-hmm. when you need to be doing it because you want to bring the fever the passion mm-hmm. the the nervousness about it and and that's going to because you should in an emergency situation you're hyper aware about absolutely everything in that moment because you're taking it all in and it's Ah. you're using the skills that you have so we want to make sure that we utilize because you're getting an extra boost of um adrenaline for that process Ah, which puts you at hyper aware and ready to go and take action
1: oh i didn't even think about it like that i thought about it the opposite like oh shoot i shouldn't do this while i'm feeling hyped up about it Mm -hmm i should wait until i'm super calm <laughs> <laughs>
0: so how, do, how does that work for somebody that just went down and they need cpr <laughs>
1: Yeah, they wouldn't want the uh, emergency medical team standing around rubbing on oil and to calm
0: down. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, can you hold that for a moment? Because I got to get lathered up here and I got to get to my Zen place. No, (laughs) I need you to be freaking excited and like all in and freaking out because I know at that moment, we're going to be tapping into your core belief system and teaching. We know that you're going to be the most effective in that moment.
1: Wow. That was mind-blowing. Wow, okay. That gives me so much permission to just go ahead and do those things while I'm a little in the moment and hyped up and like, okay, I'm nervous, but I'm just going to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. give yourself that permission to watch how you actually flourish through it and how you really rock it.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, that is awesome. I... I think that we should just wrap it up on that super high note for this one.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I think that for everybody that's listening in, in the rebroadcast anywhere is to... To summarize it all is to look at the view of your life and how you're prioritizing things and make sure that you put it into that emergency management um, and what phase each thing is so that you can be the most effective in creating the wellness, you know, in every one of those levels.
1: Yeah, they should. And I can think of how this can apply to so many situations. So everybody's situation.
0: Right. In the in end, the, one of the most important things that allows you to be the most effective is remember that it's not your emergency.
1: It's not your emergency. We should title this podcast that. Yeah. All right. It's not your emergency.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. So go get them. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> All right, thank you. Dan, All right, and take, thank you, everybody yeah. for listening. All right. Take
0: care. <laughs>